Hello, this is Billy Moon. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. It's 2022 already, season three. As COVID stays in our lives, I missed talking and learning from other creatives. And I discovered a newfound hobby of connecting people to other people to get close to their dreams. So bear with my interview skills, if any, and dive into the stills of life. Are you ready? Let's go. Jason Wen. I got your name right, right? That's correct. Okay. How, do, how do non-Asians usually pronounce it? Every uh, possible way they can. <laughs> I mean, I've heard like, like Naguyan. <laughs> I've heard Ngayan. I've heard all I like of that. Ngayan. I mean, phonetically, you know, yeah. what's an Ngai? It's just win, which I know like on paper doesn't make any sense. Because the letters make it look longer than the actual pronunciation. Yes, it does. But I think the problem is, is in Vietnamese, you would say like wing. And there's this like oh. question and inflection, oh. but I'm not going to do that every time. That makes me feel like Rachel Ray saying spaghetti. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's like, that's too much. That's too much. You just came back from Vietnam. I did. How long were you there? I was there for 10 days. Are, are your parents there? My parents stayed for a month and then now they are home. So they stayed longer than us. Where's home? Home is, they, they live in Vancouver, Washington. That's that's oh. where I that's where I was that's where I came up. Were you born there too? Mm-mm, I was born in I was born in Vietnam. Vietnam and then yeah, and you I, were I, a baby. Then you got shipped to Florida. yeah. We got shipped. We got shipped early. Um, right. Yeah, the early the V ones um, oh. when I was two years old. Came to America. That's nice to go back. And you haven't been there in a long time, right? It was my first time in twenty two years. Holy moly! And all your relatives are there. Everybody was there. So like you know how people have like aunts and like uncles yeah. here in the states. You know like. You have Thanksgiving and like, you, you know, your cousins. I've never known Jealous, that. Yeah. I've never known that. So, so it it's was, like meeting them for the first time. It really was. What does that feel like? It was magical, but also like it's every, it's every emotion. Right. And I yeah. think the biggest one for me that lingered for me was the feeling of um, a little bit of guilt that they had all these memories of me and they mm. remembered so much. And these memories, especially with the cousins that are closer to age than me, like they're formative memories for them, right? Yeah. Like core memories. But I don't remember anything. As we went back to visit when I was eight and um, I got really sick. So I barely remember anything from that trip. Sick of them? I was sick of them. I mm. wanted to leave. Yeah, they were talking Damn. too much. You know what I mean? It was not even sick from food. <laughs> I imagine the food's much better, obviously. The food is amazing. And it's also just so inexpensive. That's like the yeah. best part. And how was the weather when you went back? Oh, we went, I mean, we went at an inopportune time because uh-huh. we were going back for my grandma's funeral. Oh, I'm and sorry. so, no, that's okay. And so we didn't get to pick when we were going to go. It's not like we planned this trip. So we went back during the rainy season and it was like a typhoon. When is it not rainy? It's supposed to not be rainy um, <laughs> maybe one month a year. <laughs> no, oh. it's, it's no, it's, I, I think rainy season is August. September all the way to January and then they're in the clear. Have you been a filmmaker your whole life? You know what? Yeah. And I've been, I've had a really, As a kid. I had a really interesting childhood because I was aware of movies at a really early age because that's kind of what I used to like learn English. I, I learned yeah. Vietnamese first, right? Because yeah. we spoke Vietnamese at the, in the household. And so a lot of the English learning was just me mimicking, parodying the what i was hearing on like tv and movies i mean yeah that's one of the benefits of movies so i i like latched onto movies really really early and i was like i really want to do something with that and i got lucky and i went to an arts magnet middle school through high school so that's sixth through 12th grade which is not very common right usually people go to like 
middle school and then like junior high and you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's broken up, but it was one school from sixth to twelfth grade and they had a filmmaking um they had a filmmaking course because every it was an arts magnet school, so everybody picked an art form, right? whether oh. that was literature or dance or visual arts. We had one called Moving Image Arts and I got to do that from age eleven to like sixteen. Damn, you're lucky. Super lucky. Then I went to film school and by the time I came to LA, I'd already got my first job. So which film school? I went to Columbia College Hollywood. Oh yeah, here in in uh, off of Reseda. Do you remember like some of the early movies that kind of changed your life? Yeah, and they're movies that people wouldn't really expect me to say. You know, I love genre like yeah. a lot, right? And so I grew up watching movies like RoboCop. Yeah, and RoboCop was such. It's so over the top, but there's also My friends this, call me Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> but you can call me Robocop. Exactly. Dun 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 dun. dun. Oh wait, I can't. Yeah. yeah well, like you know, big big thematic breaks, like genre. Like I, I watched Terminator, and I was in love with that, and Blade Runner, and you know, eventually I made my way to like, the Star Wars. But I didn't get to Star Wars until I was in high school. These are all science fiction. These are all science fiction, but that wasn't like I watched other things. I watched robots. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of robots. I, I'm trying to like beat around the bush and not tell you that my favorite genre is robot movies. Um, no, it's not. I <laughs> <laughs> I watched like Night of the Living Dead as well, and um, but really yeah. it was like things that were like very overtly genre. Also, on the other side of that fence, I grew up with on Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. Loved every single one of them. Yeah, how can you not? How can you not? I mean, it's so entertaining. Like the action he, is. He on may point. be the most successful actor in the history of mankind. And you know what? Well, I don't think we'll ever get another one like him no with that level of charisma and skill and like filmmaking knowledge like it's crazy right yeah he broke all the barriers very early like he's he can sell globally yeah right he's famous for his stunts like he's funny like that comedy like applies everywhere i mean i remember seeing rush hour for the first time and i was like this is my favorite movie like i loved rush hour it's it did not age well uh, so don't watch. Maybe we'll watch it again with a grain of salt. But like, um, you know, still I, good. Still good. I yeah. you know I loved I loved comedians like Chris Tucker and like Bernie Mac and mm. those guys. And so watching those two worlds collide was like yeah. amazing. And then when did you graduate from film school? Uh, it's 2022 now. I don't even remember. Here's the thing. Like, I started film school and then I I got a job as a director's assistant at a commercial production company Dang, like that's great year one that's fast so i was working the same time i was doing i was going to school and then i was also trying to do the indie comedy scene out here and oh. do improv and sketches and stuff which led me to my first job Acting? yeah i was in sketches and i would make sketches right because oh. like, i couldn't pay an actor so i'd just like be in my own sketches what yeah. did that feel like because i think that's a really good thing to do for all directors is to take yes. acting classes. I 100% agree. Yeah. I think not only take acting classes but like really take it seriously and like take yeah. and like take improv classes too. Yeah. Right? That sounds intimidating for me. It's not that bad. You got to be like quick in the head. No, you actually I don't. don't. I, don't think I, I can do that. I think we don't have to get into it, but I think so much of improv and good improv is about listening more than it is about reacting. It's about reacting yeah. at the right times, right? Yeah. I think, of course, there are people who are just naturally funny and they're gifted and they can like, anything that comes out of their mouth is funny. But yeah. it's the I, the people who like chime in right at the perfect moment and like do a bit. Yeah. Those people make me laugh the hardest usually. 
<laughs> I mean, I listen to Smartless because those three guys, all they do is improvise their their humor. It's just, oh, it just warms my heart. Yeah. Um, but that's great that you took those classes because it's it's a real educational journey for sure. I still use them to this day. You know, it's funny when I was, I don't think you know this, but my... I know nothing. My Yeah, you know nothing. My, <laughs> my path was interesting because when I was... Um, when I was 15, 16, I started stand-up comedy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I started really young. That's and another terror. That, and it was terrifying. It was my friend. He had just gotten a, a car. He was able to drive it. You know, I was a really shy kid at that time. And, you know, I was kind of like dabbling in theater, and I wasn't really a theater kid yet. But we would have all this time before we would have to go to rehearsals for, th- uh-huh. for theater. And so he was like, well, let's go explore Portland. And <laughs> my parents were really strict and they wouldn't let me do that. But what I would tell them is like, I would be in rehearsal because it was an extracurricular school activity. Okay. The first time he took us out, he took us to stand-up club and signed us both up. Oh my goodness. And then I just did it. But then I loved it. Like five minutes, 10? You do five. And I was just talking, you know what I mean? I was just a little kid and I was like doing little kid jokes. Like I'd be like, ah, what's up guys? I'm out here trying to get my first kiss. Is that on video? No, it's not. It's not. On this video. is before when. This is before every, when everybody this is before filmed. Before everyone video. became a narcissist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I was probably a narcissist back then too, but um, that's okay. That stand up, that love for comedy, like it, it was a really interesting path because it and it led me to do improv and it led me to do a bunch of things. But one of the improv shows I did when I was young was a show called Neutrino, and in Neutrino you make a movie in the time it takes an audience to watch it, and those skills I still use to this day. I got to tell you, I, I also went to film school at a art center in Pasadena. Very expensive now. I don't recommend it. <laughs> if um, if you have money, go for it. I don't care. What did you study in, in film I school? I was on the directing track. Mm. So three, four years. I mean, I, I took my time because I was so scared of the, tackling the real world. Why were you scared? So you talk about your I fear was, a lot. Like what, what, what about that? This whole interview is a disguise. Um, well, I was painfully shy growing up. Yeah. Like terrible. Yeah. Didn't even date. Got it. Can you believe it with this face? I can't believe it. Yeah. Thank you. Shit. Um, <laughs> no, super shy, man. I, I mean, I had friends and stuff, but, and even till co- Santa Monica College, moving out here from Hawaii and then going to Art Center. I uh, still made friends and all that stuff and took acting class there too, mm-hmm. which helped. But I was so scared of even trying or taking a positive risk. Um, mm. So I definitely regretted like wasting a lot of my 20s. You know, I didn't network. I didn't take an internship. I think LinkedIn existed back then. Yeah. I obviously didn't like tackle that on trying to connect and send cold messages were you you were afraid of rejection? More afraid of trying than mm-hmm. rejection. Got it. I don't know which is worse. They're both pretty bad. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now it's the complete opposite. Sending all these inquiries, um, mm-hmm. follow ups. Ninety percent of the time, I don't hear anything back. But you just keep going. Yeah. Let's t- <laughs> talk about you and your sure. your journey. So, have you directed any uh, like narrative short films and or features? No, I've never done a feature. I've always wanted to. That's that's the dream. I think I'm I'm getting close to being ready to. Oh, um, do you write one? I'm writing. I'm writing a few. I'm writing some right now. You have siblings? Yeah, I have a brother. He's up north. No, he lives in L.A. Oh, what the? Yeah, he lives in L.A. We used to be roommates for a little bit. Um, What's he doing? He's a graphic designer. We used to work together at my last job. Oh, yeah. So he's doing well. 
He's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's graphic designing for Roku right now. Oh my goodness. Um, but you're a young guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't know your age. I'm 30. Not that's that pretty, That's pretty young. Is that? Okay. It's pretty young. Yeah. I just turned 30. Did you have like fears about turning 30? Like oh, almost every Asian? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> well, why? how do you feel now? I feel the same. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm okay now. Like, you know, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Yeah, I do. Yeah, right? I, think, I cry so easily. Oh, same. I think, <laughs> I think yeah, it's you like- you are 30. Yeah, it's like, what, how did I, where, when did I get here? But no, I'm actually kind of excited. I've shifted, I think in the first, like when I first turned 30, it stressed me out for sure. Like the, my on. on my birthday, I was stressed, but I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I, I tell my f- young friends that turning 30 isn't so bad because you're just going to open your eyes more. Yeah, look, I, I think I'm starting to do the things that I said I was going to do and I'm watching it slowly happen for me, so... I just have to keep that up. and It's good that you knew you were all in with filmmaking at such a young age, too. And I think I was only halfway there. But Why were you halfway there? It just goes back to that fear and insecurity again. Mm-hmm. Just like the fear of trying, rejection. Um, is my work good enough? When you bring up these kinds of questions to anybody, they always come up with um, pretty good excuses. Yeah. But over time and later in age, you realize there's no such thing as a good excuse. That's what an excuse is, right? Like it's, it's just another roadblock that you're creating. Yeah. For me, it's always like the thought of, well, if this doesn't work out, I have no other applicable skills. <laughs> I can't build a house. Uh, I can't fix a car. Is that true? It's true. I just have one skill and that's this, it's this, I don't even know if it's a skill. It's an interest, right? It's like, it's my, my passion for telling yeah. stories, right? Same. And I, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah, nothing else interests me. Yeah. So that thought will sometimes creep into my head, but then at the end of the day, it's like, no, we're here. We're doing it. We 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 chose this life and what's there to lose right now? It's just like moving forward. Mm-hmm. Do you still worry though? Like what if this all ends and I'm kind of like forced to like do something else? Yeah, I worry about it all the time. That's the yeah. other screenplay I'm writing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the other it's screenplay. A, it's about a struggling filmmaker. No, it's kind of taking that metaphor and putting it into something else. Oh, okay. Yeah. In this phase, like my whole 20s was just keeping my head down and learning and Mm. trying to like absorb. I didn't want to be... Absorb, yes. I didn't want to be the film student out of film school who just blew everything on their first feature and then like got burnt out, right? Yeah. Because I watched that happen to a lot of my friends and it's tough when you when you try to express something that you care about with like no resources and no... Not even no resources, but... You don't even have the right language yet, like developed to tell the story you want to tell. So for me, I thought it was really important to just be like, just work and learn. And then when you're ready, you're, you'll start making stuff. And I think I'm finally ready. Like I'm finally starting to feel ready. Yeah, that's good advice, especially yeah. for young people. And they definitely have to work for free. I did. Yeah, for sure. Me yeah. too. Like help each other's friends on their sets. Yeah. You know, don't be so like high and mighty just because you directed something before that like i look at some of the the little sketches and the things that i made when i was younger and i'm it's such a different you're a different person right yeah and so your taste and your style is all different like when you are defined what you know a lot of people when they find success really early it's 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 a lot of pressure to maintain yeah and so i'm kind of happy that i'm i'm in this pocket where i get to play still and there's no judgment right i guess you and i better hurry up because 
like someone's gonna like copy our ideas pretty soon because yeah. there's just not that many uh, original ideas left. But that that's okay. I'm not mad at two things having similar premises or similar stories. Yeah. I'm more interested in the way you tell me that story, mm, right? Yes. There's no how are you going to make vampires like new? They're not. But Can't. what I'm more interested in is your take on it, right? Yeah. And that's why I mean that's why we're in this golden era of remakes and oh, comic God. book movies, right? Like oh god, no more. Yeah, that's that's why that's why we're in this because it's it's all people want. So I, yeah. I'm not too worried about that. I forgot who created this uh, analogy, but he says something like, "If you give ten directors the same script, it's going to be ten different films mm-hmm. because of their style and their yeah. direction and all that." Yeah, yeah. So you're that's, right. That's great. That's that's a great thing. So the hard question for you, Jason, is like you've had these uh, beautiful creative cushy jobs Mm. what are you waiting for why aren't you making your movie this is something that i talk to my therapist about (laughs) i know but oh you have a therapist i have a therapist yeah that's great yeah that's so great that you're telling people that yeah therapy you gotta do it i love therapy yeah therapy is incredible and i won't i won't pretend like it's been something i've been doing this whole time this is new to me i just started Oh, interesting. I just started, but I really like it. I've yeah. always wanted to. Oh, wow. You're taking the whole like birthday of 30th birthday very seriously. I wanted to I wanted to get a therapist before 30 though, but um I couldn't. <laughs> I'm about to be 30. I'm, I'm going to die and I don't want this to happen. No, I think Oh, that's great though, seriously. My yeah, my biggest issue is that I'm a hard worker. That's and an issue? Yeah. Le- hear me out. Hear me out. I'm listening. <laughs> let me let me explain. Chill. Sit down. I'm going to take my clothes off right now. Um, <laughs> no, I, I have been obsessed with not just doing a good job, but doing the best mm-hmm. job that I can on every task given to me from yeah. when, I, when I work anywhere, right? And I've been really, really lucky in that I've kind of had a stable career path in the industry ever since I came here and I've, I've had jobs and I have, you know, I haven't had to freelance a ton. What ends up happening is I pour a lot of my time and energy and, and mental real estate into being as successful as I can at these jobs. My problem is I need to, I need to stop attaching my identity to my job. Right. Mm. Because it's so easy to do that. And I was doing that for a long time. So when you, when you ask what's what's keeping you, it's that when I get home after work, the last thing I want to think about is my own script. And that is the pro. I, that's a tale as old as time for most aspiring screenwriters and directors and filmmakers here. Right. In this sure. town is that you're not really taught how to safeguard your, your mental re- real estate. Right. You're the, the space in your brain to be excited about making things creatively and Mm -hmm. i think having a creative job is a double-edged sword you need to be careful with how much of your own creative energy you pour into something else otherwise you're not going to work on your stuff at least for me Mm. so that's 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 why that's a terrible excuse and it's not really an excuse but it is more of like you're aware of it i'm aware of it it's 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 the energy i've been putting into like trying to crush it is the energy i need to be putting into my scripts i need to be putting into my my short films and the things I want to do personally. Yeah. And I almost use work as a way to like put a barrier between the thing that I'm maybe scared of doing, which is committing full time to myself mm. as a filmmaker. It's easier to be like, well, I That's can't because of my job. Self-sabotage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to practice how to do better. 
Yeah. And you're going to make your feature next year. I would love to. Yeah. I would love to. I just um, released a teaser to a short that I'm working on right now. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Is that short film done? It's no, it's still in post. Oh, okay. It's still in post, but I wanted to like, I kind of wanted to like, I cut, I cut the teaser myself and I wanted to like, it's like the ring. Yeah. I wanted to tell people about it. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really weird story and I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Well, when can we see it? I don't know. What do you mean? You don't know. You know, it's in post. It's a short film. You're not going to take a long time. Uh, hopefully this year, hopefully, hopefully it'll be done this year. And then I'm going to try to take it to some festivals. Is Westbrook going to put that in front of emancipation in theaters? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The moment they do that. How cool would that be? Yeah, I, it would be kind of weird. I don't think the programming may, really makes sense. Who cares? They're both rated <laughs> R. Yeah. So why not? The audience is ready for that. Yeah. What about you? Is it? Is it? Are you working on the things that you want to work on? Like as a director? Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you knew that about me. I um, didn't actually. Yeah, I was. I wanted to be a director since I was sixteen. Wow. Then five years ago, I put that on pause indefinitely because this this breakup with was uh, hard mm-hmm. and I had to change my change my life a little bit just to like move on and and I started shooting photos more it happened at the same time where I was like I don't love directing as much as I used to mm. and that was a f- frightening epiphany what brought you to there to that epiphany? I don't know it really? just occurred but luckily at the same time I just fell in love with still photography and I yeah. didn't know that was a job either yeah. I just thought these were all frame grabs you see on the billboards and you know, marketing does all that jazz. Yeah. But there's a photographer on set every day. And mm-hmm. and I was like, this is really fun. So that's what happened over five years ago. But uh, as far as the directing spirit, I, I think it's still in me. Um, I do want to do that feature that I just told you. And um, I do have a concept for a, a limited series um, that deals with uh, time travel and multiverse and uh finding lost love and um that sounds amazing stuff like that my whole thing is trying to redefine how i practice the craft right Mm. what's tough for directors is it's not just like playing cello like you can't just like go do it it's not easy right it's a collaborative art form and it takes resources i'm trying to find the space between where we can still tell stories, but maybe in shorter, shorter bites, even shorter than the shorts that like <laughs> people are used to, but just 20 to seconds. Stuff. Yeah. Just to get something out there. Honestly, yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like I'm really, really eager to just keep practicing this yeah. craft. Right. Yeah. I want to get better. Like I, I, and I'm really lucky that I, I get a job where I get to direct as part of my job, but it's definitely not the stuff that I'm like, trying to direct as an artist right yeah i hear you right what you're doing right now because you're at westbrook now Mm -hmm. i think that's a great creative exercise for your brain Mm -hmm. because you're you're still telling stories you're still filmmaking yeah totally there is a narrative thread to all that and there's a payoff in every short that i've seen and you're making the talent look good obviously that's like number one i think what you're doing is great because there are people who are working in offices Mm -hmm. and then just waiting for that day to quit and then make the movie yeah but they don't know as much as they should be yeah but you know so much because you're always in you're dealing with producers and marketing execs all the time yeah and i I, i'm lucky that i get a practice on that level and I i just think what i haven't been practicing is the actual expression of my taste of what i like 
mm-hmm. right? I get to practice the actual movements of making something, making mm-hmm. a film, making a making a mar- piece of marketing, piece of whatever, right? Yeah. And and being on set. But what I don't get to express much often is like, what do I, what do I like to see? What do I like to watch? How do I make that? Yeah. And I'm just starting that journey now. That's just starting to happen for me. Oh, um, good. And that's see, that, thirty isn't so bad. No, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite movie? It's a hard question, man. What's one of your favorite movies? I love the Lord of the Rings. Which one? All of them. The first ones. No, the first one's good, but I love Two Towers. Really? I love Helm's Deep, man. I love the the Ents. Like, like the whole tree beard scenes? Yeah, I love that. I love really? the Fangorn Forest. It's so sick. Have you watched how they shot it? Of course I did. It's so crazy. It's like how it's like mostly miniatures. They don't do it like that anymore. It's I know, so I know. much CG now. I want to like that would be the dream. That would be practical, the dream. yeah. Practical, practical effects, co- awesome effects, mixed with good storytelling. Like, yeah. come on, man! You can't get you can't. I mean, he won all those Oscars for a reason. It's funny you said that trilogy because, uh, like, a friend asked me which movies do you wish you shot, Billy? I was like, I would love to have shot that. Oh, hundred percent, Lord of the Rings over and over again. Yeah, like that. That's like the whole. But you'd be you'd be pretty homesick, right? I mean, you're there for two years shooting on film. I don't know. I'm such a nerd, though, that yeah. it would be like so. I'd I guess when you're to, young, it's fine. I would love to be lost in that world, right? Like, yeah, you know, you like, get to shoot three movies in two years. That's pretty cool. I remember shooting marketing. The closest I've been to that is I shot marketing for the show called Carnival Row on Amazon. Prime. Oh, yeah. I remember the key art. That's really good. Yeah. So I did. I did a lot of that stuff. And we pitched these little mini shorts to promote the, the show. Mm hmm. And I thought I was only going to get like a corner of the set somewhere where nobody was looking at me. And But when I showed up and they wrapped their scenes, they were like, the floor is yours. And I was like, what do you mean? There's like 500 extras here and like a whole back lot <laughs> and like a giant camera crew. They're like, and oh, you're like, like, let's do Helm's Deep. Let's yeah, go. yeah. And let's they're go. like, they're like, what do you want to shoot? And so I ended up shooting these scenes with like full of background and like Everybody, Wh- which you conceptualized before showing up. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, but I just didn't think I would have that access. Right? That's amazing. No, so, nobody was difficult. No, it was one of the. I still to this day, I, I think about it fondly. It was like one, one of your best, favorite things you've done. One of my favorite things I've done. Dude, you gotta send that to me. I will. I will. I, okay. I got I, that. Actually, ended up getting me nominated for Webby. So Whoa. Like, it was a really good project. I really liked it. When was this? This was like 2018, I want to say. Like it's 20- pretty fresh. Yeah. This is before you got hired at Westbrook? Before I got hired at Westbrook when I was still working at Legendary oh, and Nerdist. Look at that resume. This Jason guy. Look what he did with 500 <laughs> extras for Carnival. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just beautiful, man. It was really supportive. And it was, it, I just, that, but like the, that experience of like walking onto a set, transporting you, right? Like yeah. it doesn't look like earth, right? It looks yeah. like... I back. still fall for it every time I step on any set. Yeah, yeah. it's like I totally the believe it. there. And there's like people in horns and hooves and stuff. And yeah. there's like, you know, these extras from Prague who look like they've been teleported here from like the 1600s. Like, yeah. it was just crazy, 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 like vi- really visually cool. But just that energy of creativity was really strong on that yeah. set right the ad's would be like oh what if we did this and like the production design would and come then in you and say like, shut up i'm the director don't no, give me ideas I, no and i think it's <laughs> i'm i'm definitely a guy who wants your ideas like i want I, are you sure about that you got to be very careful how you plan i know what i want okay and i know what I, and i think people who have worked with me would also say that i know what i want okay like, i've been on set with you a couple times i think you're a great director 
Like you, I feel a butt coming. <laughs> no, there's no butt. <laughs> okay. Okay, there's one butt. Okay, I'm ready. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, the set was really cold. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. We tried, man. That Fitbit set was really awesome, by the way. That production design and the lights you guys planted. Boy, oh boy, it was a cold. But yeah. I had a great time. I think they were worried about something overheating. Maybe that's why it was so Yeah, cold. totally understandable. I'm just being a bitch. <sighs> How dare you, dude? Yeah, but you know what? You're right. Next time, I'm going to yell at um, my UPM until... It's like hey, toasty in there. Just bring it up like four degrees, man. Just, hey, just look. I was talking to Billy and um, no, no, no. Don't mention my name. No, no. I'm gonna mention. No, 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 you. no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, I'll get fired on day one. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been with Westbrook Media for how long now? For two years. For as one of their creative directors. Yeah. How many of you are there? There's like, uh, there's like. I a know couple. there's Cameron. Yeah, we have we have Cam and Jas and 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 me. Yeah. Okay. Were you there during when the pandemic first started? That's how I got hired. I was hired in the pandemic. After the pandemic started? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My first gig with them was story producing for this Joker that um, released on Roku. Yeah. It's like a show with, with Will and um, stand-up comedy. And I, I yeah. did a couple episodes and it was cool. Lucas, I had reached out to the guy who I work with now. I'd reached out to him a while ago and heard nothing back. And then he hit me up out of the blue. Like years later, dude. That's the third time I'm hearing the exact same story. Yeah, all right. Have you with with Aiden too? A- Aiden has the same story ex- as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we bonded over that. So we um, we hit up. I, I did the same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah, he's you know he he's good for that. So you know we'll we'll give Lucas that one for sure. God, it must have felt like winning the jackpot to get hired after like the world shut down. I mean, that must have been well, surreal. It was surreal. It was it was less the feeling of winning the jackpot and more about like how do I do my job? Like mm. what what am I supposed to do? Right? Because we were just figuring out yeah, remote. Don't ask them that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was just what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. Yeah, whatever man, you need. I'm I'm ready. I got a concept. Yeah. Let's go. And so it was really navigating that. It was like, how do you how do you do your work, right? And um, do they give you final cut? Yeah, oh. I, I I usually chime in and approve it internally for me, and mm-hmm. I I've like made my peace with it. Yeah. Before I go collect notes, mm-hmm. right? By the time it gets to notes, hopefully I'm not that far off from what people want. Right. And I and luckily for me, I'm I'm usually not right. Right. And if it's really far off, then we can have a discussion, but. Um, a lot of it's just fine tuning after I've locked what I want to do. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's a big company and there's like lots of projects going on. Mm-hmm. So when it gets like slow because the pandemic just started, how are they able to divide who works on what? Well, in the beginning, um, when I first started at Westbrook, Will's team was in full force. They were already going. Yeah. Right. And so I actually didn't start on Westbrook after this joke, us working on a lot of Will stuff. I actually worked on everybody but Will. Let's give Jason some of the other talent that's coming through the door. Let's watch him rise. Yeah. Well, let's just see what, let's just like throw him in the fire and see what happens. And uh, it was good. It was good though. Cause I, I I ended up working with so many people, right? I I got to work with like Alicia Keys and I saw that. And Pink and Liza Koshy and all these people were so different. It was really, really interesting to, develop the language that i have now to work with talent big, like big name talent and, and you have all of their want. phone numbers right yeah i have all their phone numbers That's uh beautiful it got me into raya so. nobody robbed this guy <laughs> please don't rob me um <laughs> i'm lucky that it happened that way because by the time i came back on a will's team i was like very prepared mm. for how to how to work with him 
And yeah, so that's why I'm one of his creative directors. No now. Uh, conflict with other coworkers. No like conflict of interest. Like I want this. Why do I get that? Nothing like that. No, no, nothing no. like that. It's at all, all very civilized. It's all very civilized. That's awesome. Yeah. What would your proudest work be that you've directed? Ooh, as a you creative director. I'm. I, there's a lot to be proud of. I. I feel like on a small level, I'm proud of how many interesting new people i get to bring in and like watch them shine are you talking about talent or crew oh i'm talking about crew i'm talking about like creators like people who we bring in from like ig that we like that are like they're like come shoot with will and watching like so you're part of the whole like hiring process too then yeah i work with lucas to be like hey like this person's cool like i think we should work with them or i'm glad you brought that up so because they these people may be talented yeah but when you talk to them what what are you looking for what characteristics are you looking for before hey we can actually work together and they're not crazy that's the power of having like a general call right like having a a, like a zoom call before you do the work because you can tell pretty fast if somebody is going to be difficult to work with but i think no, a lot of the people we work with are really excited for the opportunity and like yeah. really want to shine. So they bring yeah. their A game and it's 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 awesome. You know, I'm proud of the diversity of work that I've been able to do at Westbrook mm-hmm. on a larger level. I there's some things that haven't been released yet that I'm really proud of, but I can't talk about it. Yeah, you can. No, I can't. Has so it been on Deadline dot com? No, it might. It's a situation where it might never come out. <sighs> isn't that isn't that hard? Yeah, I know. I know. I, I think I was at couple of them yeah <laughs> some of them may never be released which oh. which i've got to make peace with but a lot of that work I, I like i'm really proud of visually okay yeah what do you do in your own free time to like keep being creative what do i do in my own my own time to keep being creative i love doing things like this i love talking to my friends like i know that sounds so basic but i have i love like spending time with my friends and, and gaming out like ideas with them i think that's uh-huh. so fun i watch shows you know i read books i i'm still that little kid that's like what if what if and if i can do that with somebody that to me is a, a really one fun way to stay creative i also like just like you i've been venturing into smaller ways of expressing myself creatively so i've been venturing into photography mm-hmm. you know i've been venturing into like not even things that need a storyline per se anymore but just shooting cool visual content mm-hmm. right i'm kind of planning ways to to continue to do that mm-hmm. so i'm kind of right now redefining what being creative means to me because i used to think it was like either it's a short film or a feature and that's it mm. right and now that that's impossible like you can't just do that otherwise you'll have something that you either never release or you're working on for the next 20 years oh, i have so much respect for what you do because with the social and branded uh video content i find that like a thousand times harder than working on narrative really i yeah it's it's really weird i i I mean you guys are doing some really creative short quick flashy funny stuff and i just look at that i was like oh my god i'd be banging my head against the wall trying to like outline your list of concepts for the next like a month or two so do you have to come up with these ideas or do you, does someone else assigns them to you? I mean, I come up with them, but also like we have a really good team. We have a really yeah. strong team that like is really, really, really talented at speaking that, that mm-hmm. in that social language and in that internet language. Right. Yeah. And so our team is super collaborative with each other. We share ideas. We have a text chain. We, we, we talk about this stuff every day. Yeah. So. Sounds like a nice family. 
It's good. I mean, it has its ups, its ups and downs, but yeah. honestly, I do like the people I work with. I like Westbrook. Okay. Um, and um, I haven't had a huge problem, knock on wood, but I also want to protect my own creative energy and not like, you know, not be like, oh, now next, I mean, I need to be the senior creative director. I got to be, the, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care about that anymore. Do you, you never got burnout? Of course I get burnout. How do you relax? Do anything else. <laughs> anything else? Do anything else. It's pretty that, easy. That is, yeah, do anything else. Now, I don't know. I find another passion, I think is really. Oh, I don't know what that would be. I know, man. But I, I, got, I recently got into um, boxing and I really like oh. it. I really like it. And How often do you do that? Three times a week. Wow. Yeah. Muay Thai boxing. You have time for that? I don't, but I make time for that. Jeez, I hope it's near your house. It's not. <laughs> it's I not. hope it's near your office then. It well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You must really love it then to go. I out really of your love way. it. It's it's a little family. Oh, the okay. people who do it are saints. I love them. Uh, I love that community. I love the support. I, I'm a big like I'm a softy. I like people being supportive yeah i'm not a huge fan of the culture of like you know figure it out yourself or like you know like you know pick yourself up like stop being a baby like yeah i think there's a lot i i think we can't do it alone and you need people in your life who support you and i used to only think that that support had to be creative it had to be creative support and I was wrong because that wasn't a fulfilling way to go about life. And that's when I was feeling burnout because I would feel stuck. Mm. And so when I found another passion, when I found boxing, I, f I was getting that support, but it had nothing to do with filmmaking. It had nothing to do with it. It's just stress release. It's just stress release. And then people telling you to keep going when it's like the hardest shit I've ever done physically and picking each other back up. And there's something beautiful in that. And if you can do it, find another passion, but make sure you're passionate about it. There's a big, big difference between like just a hobby or like you play video games to like calm down or like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> can't call video games a passion. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, you could try, but like, unless you're like, you'd Twitch, have to be really freaking good. You'd have to be amazing, but like competitions, find another passion. So you know how to fight. Kinda, yeah. Have you tested out your powers? I mean, I hope I never have to. Yeah. These follow home robberies, are you like anxious to I'm actually a vigilante. That's my yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you're the Batman. I'm the Batman. Great. Yeah. But not a bat. I'm like a cat. I'm like a cat. I'm the catman. <laughs> so what can you publicly tell us that you're working on now? Okay, I can publicly tell you that I'm working on this um short called um Match. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a very really creepy teaser. I it's a very it. creepy teaser. It's a very freaky story inspired by the movie The Ring. Yes, and um, that's all I can tell you. There's a very big twist in it. I'm 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 an M Night Shyamalan. Uh, oh, you like him? No, but I I like his twists. <laughs> you hear that, Knight? Hey, no, man, M Night's dope. He's he he's a he's an OG. He's a goat. I I won't disrespect any other filmmaker for sure. I am surprised he's lasted this long. It's because he is good. I just think I think he's know, a great director. I think he's a great director. I just don't think the studio should let him write. I think the projects that he chooses to go in on nowadays are just a little. They're not my cup of tea. That's all I'll say. He just he just shouldn't. He <laughs> should direct someone else's script. But you know, Sixth Sense is a banger. Uh. Jason, that was 23 years banger. ago. Bangers, though, bangers. You know what I want to make? I want to make movies or tell stories with a lot of heart. 
no matter yeah, what genre it is, right? Like, I think that's why I think Lord of the Rings was so good is you can't beat the heart in that movie, right? Yeah. Like, that movie has so much heart. A story about uh, little people, like hobbits, like, who have the biggest task ahead of them. I wish the ring had possible. never come to me. Yeah. I wish none of this have happened. <laughs> so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. I would watch a whole movie of you dubbing it over. That'd be I great. can do it. I've memorized the first one. <laughs> Nine. Nine rings to the race of men. <laughs> you as Galadriel? Banger. Oh, God. Get, get the honey tea ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Precious. Oh, my God. I'm just saying, yeah, I want to make movies with a lot a lot of heart. So you're going to direct King Richard 2? So some things I just feel like aren't meant for me. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really but hard. I, that'd be really hard. But yeah. I, I like... And I, even like directors who are popping off now, like watching you know bong joon ho pop off now mm. and but watching his early work there was a lot of that heart in in his movies yeah yeah he was always good he was always good it's like just, he's just getting a delayed attention uh, from us i guess exactly so yeah. i'm excited about the space where the genre isn't necessarily as black and white as it mm. used to be i think movies can't really be original but you just have to be creative yeah. yeah and what is originality other than voice right and if i can clearly and i think that's why we get excited about movies that have voice a really strong story, voice because i can't remember the last original film i've yeah. seen maybe children of men children of men um yeah no that's super super, super I, I mean i know it's a book but that's a great story for a film it's a very i thought it's original and inventive so all i can tell you is that i'm working on oh writing a bunch of stuff right now so, okay yeah I'm, wor- I'm working on writing a bunch of stuff hopefully shooting those things like soon after and i'm not even waiting for i'm not doing the thing where it's like is this your stuff or westbrook's stuff? my stuff okay yeah great. i'm not crowdfunding i'm not i'm just like saving up and doing it really yeah you should crowdfund why not i might I, i'll get to i'll get to that point but i i don't like because crowdfunding becomes like an excuse sometimes to not do it or no. to like delay the project no, no i've just been in bad i've been in other projects that crowdfunded and it takes a long time, and I, I'm I'm just in this mode right now, at least right now, where I. If just you want- dress up that crowdfunding website, I mean, it'll come. The money, maybe. Yeah, your key art, or your lookbook, and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, and everybody who who can do all that to contribute. Yeah, definitely. I just want to. I want to make a few things first before I get there. I want to do. I want to make sure the thing I crowdfund for is like really worth it. What and about, it takes the pressure off a little bit too. Just like I know it's my money. I know it's like for me. Yeah, I see your point. Nobody else is involved. No, I did that my too. risk. You yeah. know what I mean? That's how I did with all my short films. Yeah. I just paid for it. Yeah. But with Westbrook, do you ever want to go to... Do you ever want to do like narrative directing for them? Of course. They know that? I don't know. I think it's obvious that I want to direct narratively. I don't yeah. know if there's the correct pathways for that because... I, I, and I don't blame them. It's a studio system, right? Like yeah. every studio system is the union, same, right? Laws. Yeah. There's union people. There's attachments. The old, maybe sometimes the money is contingent on who's directing it, right? So I you, never want to still do it. I, yeah, but I never want to be. You're in in the way of. Um, You're not in the way. You are. Uh, yeah, me. I'm in the way. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. Where, we'll see what happens with my films first. I mean, I. Th- yeah, because I I wanted to because I wanted to shoot season two of Bel Air. <sighs> Maybe should I just try? I mean, I think they like me, and then I asked them about it. Yeah, all the people on the media side they were so supportive. I mean, Lucas, Don, Jay, Aiden, they were like, "Yeah, you should totally talk to the studio side." 
and I tried. I I didn't have any uh, expectations, you know. Just hope maybe if I could like you know get some kind of waiver or something to shoot the show, that'll be awesome. Yeah, their hands were tied because uh, it's mostly a peacock thing. Yeah. Um, so the only way to kind of do it is if the showrunner or the uh, lead star or stars like did some magic or something. So it's totally legal, but it's just low probability kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Totally understand. Um, yeah. So I'll just dust off my hands and just chase the ne- next one. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's no harm in asking. You're right about that. Like, nobody, like, that's how I got it's my It's so job. hard, though. Like, I mean, do you struggle with this, with the whole networking, like, dialogue and the timing and follow-ups and all that i'm now i'm bad at it man luckily i'm good at that part networking can you teach me it's not that hard you're already pretty hard because you're asking like the vice president like hey i want to do this yeah but you gotta be be confident in that you're asking because you know you're good at what you do and you gotta know that the person on the other end of that ask needs a person who's good at what they do Right. Yeah. So if they could, if they could get rid of the gap between their needs and what happens, then most likely, like you're gonna get the thing. What happens? What usually? What makes it hard is when they're already staffed up, and that's not. But that's not a reflection on you, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, but you know this because you're already doing it. What are you talking about? You're already doing that stuff. Yeah, I think the biggest obstacle is just the whole legal thing. Like I'm non-union, and yeah. um, and me too. I'm non-union as well. Yeah, so you're, you're probably trying to collect your non-union days to get into the director's um, union guild. Yeah, but it's a little bit, a bit harder for DGA. It's like, it's a lot of days. I, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, it's almost. a lot of days. I've like I've never stressed about getting an agent or a manager being in a union because I've been really lucky in that I've just stayed close to the action and have let my work speak for itself. And a lot of the occasions, I get to do more work that speaks for itself, which is really damn lucky right mm-hmm. like you asked like what well, if i'm interested in directing narratively for westbrook i am but i feel like i need to earn those dues i need to like do that for me first before i can do that for somebody else mm. i don't think i'm a director that could just walk into the studio and be like let me direct a studio film i'm not there i don't have the skills right, right? but i want i will get there one day yeah but i think it's a great position that you're in because you're you're also learning you're, you know, oh you're, yeah you're asking questions of like all the legal stuff, all the things that you don't teach you in film school, like all the paperwork that you have to, you know, learn and uh, yeah. assemble as a producer. And like, you know, how do you like even simple things like getting a permit in some other state or something? And yeah. And all just that like stuff. The, the logistics, the mechanics of working with talent yeah. that that's that is that big. Right. Uh-huh. Like it's it's a it's a big family. Yeah. Right? It's never just one person that you're dealing with. So. I've, I'm learning a lot and I'm I'm continuing to learn a lot and hopefully I can like put these skills to good use someday. Are you working on pole to pole too? Uh, I think from afar this time because I don't think they're, they're able to send a bunch of people to go. But I, I'll probably have a hand in um, some of these assets. That's amazing that Will's doing that. That's crazy. I mean, he's, he's gonna, really going to start South Pole to North Pole. Yeah, he really is doing it. He's going to go to Antarctica. I've seen docks, man. It's brutal. Yeah. The wind chill. The wind what I had asked was, I was like, why, why, <laughs> why is he, doing is he going, why is he doing, well, like, you know, we were kind of researching Antarctica and when the best time to go was, and. When is that? It's it's December. I was like, huh? in the dead of winter. Oh, that's like, summer. Well, summer. Sort of. Kind of, sort of, right? But it's I was calm? Like, you need to go when it's the coldest so that the, like, ice <gasps> is frozen so that you can, like, actually land a helicopter in certain places. Otherwise, it's just, like 
Holy very, crap. Very breakable ice. That You know what I mean? I wonder who's going with them, Jazz or Aiden. I'm sure Jazz. I'm sure Jazz first. But Aiden, Aiden will be there on, on this next trip. So That sounds like an adventure, though. That's cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. So you luckily saw Emancipation. I did. Rate it 1 to 10. It's really good i don't know i like i would say 10 like it's it's like i'm thinking back to like how many slavery films exist right and really 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 tackle it this one really does it unfiltered without trying to worry about your feelings does that make sense like it really is a solid look at how things used to go because it takes you into a confederacy war camp and it's pretty brutal the how the slaves were treated, and I really respect uh, Anton Fuqua for like yeah. tackling that with with the the so amount of courage that he he did because it's not for the faint of heart. So oh. I'm curious to see how the world takes it in. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's full of action. It's full of like kind of reminds me of the Revenant a little bit, mm. and that's all I can say. Tigers, right now. bears, reptiles, everything. alligators, snakes. Alligators, yeah. Bees. Bees. Ah, that's all I can say. I hope they're CG. (laughs) I hope it's three hours long. I I forget the actual TRT because I don't know what version I I saw. Uh But um, yeah, it's good. It's a a good lengthy film. Uh, That teaser that dropped not too long ago was, uh, I thought it was fucking excellent. And you really don't recognize Will Smith. Yeah. he, He really is transformed in this like yeah. and and it's crazy because i don't think a lot of people know about the character that he's playing with peter, peter. Yeah. yeah and the image that it was kind of like the first I saw that first viral image yeah. really that ever was made because that's kind of what got passed around do they show the that the torture the the whipping and all that i can't say okay but they show a lot damn yeah i just think it's so great that you know one of the top of the top movie stars in and he's like quickly transform into this guy who is nothing like completely unrecognizable and just destroyed day after day and the filming conditions were insane i mean people forget there was a massive hurricane yeah. that happened in the middle of production right yeah and then there's covid and then there's mosquitoes and then there's actual alligators and it's, it's like not <laughs> it was not easy it was like a miracle that they got this film done damn yeah did you go on set I went on set once, but then I got COVID, so I had to oh. go home. I had to go home. Yeah, you got it there. I got it in New Orleans. I'm not sure if I got it on set. I, you know, but they, you know, hats off to that team. They were able to like get me out of there quick, so I didn't oh, infect wow. anybody. But um, that sucks. Yeah, I know it sucks. I was like really excited to see the rest of the set. Damn, they flew you and then you had to go back. And then I saw, and then I, but but what I did see was insane. They were doing this huge like field burning scene, and it was like with uh, real fire. Yeah. Oh, Just good. Legal, like it's you, you. Sometimes you burn crops to like make yeah. them grow again better. Yeah. And so they were, they had gotten approval to like burn these crops. It was like insane. It was the Damn. the scale at which they were doing it for such a serious film. I wonder what kind of social films you guys are gonna do. Oh, our marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're still we're doing a little bit of it right now. It'll, it'll come out. I think it's more on the angle that I I like is the education. Yeah, of it all, yeah. right? Like it'll be quite serious. I, it's a serious movie, but it's yeah. I, but I I need people to know that it's serious for a reason. There's mm-hmm. a reason why it's this like intense. Yeah, and I think it's because slavery is a topic that we really really are uncomfortable talking about in this country, right? Yeah, it's like they don't really teach in schools without it being a controversy. Like it's 
not to the extent that you need to be looking at it at face mm-hmm. value, right? I I am very curious to see how the world reacts to this. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a rough one for sure. Dude, I wish I shot it. I mean, it's beautiful. It's like kind of like it's like one of those like almost in black and white, but not quite black and white. It's 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 beautiful. Oh, so it's gonna be colored as we saw this teaser. I don't know how to describe it. It's black and white, and there's some color treatment added after the fact. But I could be so, wrong. So it's that desaturated. Yeah, it's pretty desaturated. Oh, that's very ballsy. Very ballsy. I like that. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So almost like Schindler's List then. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, so you barely saw color. Yeah, you barely the, the see greens, color. The uh, greens, the gold. And but it's. I'm telling you, you're so wrapped up in it that it's like you don't even think about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So blood almost looks black. Blood almost looks black, but they do some They do some very creative things. Okay. They do some very creative things, so you should watch it. Antoine yeah. Foucault said it's the best film he's made, and I... I believe him, even though I didn't see it. I mean, he's made a lot of bangers, though. I mean, Southpaw's my favorite. Southpaw's good. Training yeah. Day. Come Training, on. Of course. Come on. Just some classics. Um, I even like the ones that didn't have an audience, like King Arthur. and. Yeah. Oh, I loved King Arthur. That was good, right? God, it was so good. Was that the one with Clive Owen? Yeah. Oh, I love that Kira one. Kira Knightley. I love that one. Made by uh, some guy who grew up in L.A., Dude, that, so that's, good. That's an amazing achievement. So good. And did, didn't he just do Bullet Train? No. Who did Bullet Train? Did he produce David it? David Leach. David Leach did Bullet Train. I didn't like Bullet Train. Sorry. Me neither. <laughs> it, right? It was like 40 minutes too long. Yeah. 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 Lot, lots of chatter. Lots of chatter. I didn't laugh as much as I thought. I love Brad, though. He felt... <laughs> Fell off in that we one. We gotta end on a positive yeah. note. I know. Bullet we, train. We, yeah, we gotta we gotta talk about something else. We can't okay. we can't end on shitting on bullet train. We covered a great deal. Is there anything else that's you wanna share? I'm I'm always happy to work with people and like to um, collaborate. I'm happy you reached out and asked me oh. to be on the podcast. So like thank you so much for that. Oh, thank you. Um yeah, I don't got much else other than I'm 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 trying just trying to be a filmmaker just like you. I'll ask you some rapid fire then. Okay, I'm ready. Coffee or tea? Coffee. It's espresso with tonic water. Which movies scare the shit out of you? Japanese ones. What's the one meal you can eat every day? I could eat pizza every day. Which film that's already been made do you wish you directed? Everything everywhere all at once. Lord of the Rings is a big one. <laughs> You, you know what I, movie I actually really like that is slept on? And no, I, would I like don't. Minority Report. Oh, you slept on? No, I'm, I'm, I feel like people don't talk about Minority Report. That's but a I, great fucking movie. It's an amazing movie, and I love the premise of it. I would, yeah. I would, I would have loved to have made that one, too. I could watch that often. Yeah. My With mentor Tom that. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's great. I mean, that that's a great movie. He did a traditional detective story. Exactly. And it was very believable, even though it's in the distant future. God, remember how that was shot on film? It's like washed out yeah. and overexposed. It's like blue and It's gray. beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 would, I would do something like that. Yeah, and I love the fact that he never found his missing son. Yeah. Because that kept it, it felt more real, right? Like if he found him in the climax, it's just too convenient for the story. Exactly. It was it's just like, like, it's a noir, right? It's yeah, like, it's, it's noir. It's like you don't get to like the ending. It's Yeah. Yeah. There, there comes a cost with yeah. everyone's life. And um, I mean, he reunited with his wife and got her pregnant. But I thought I was like, oh, that's really cool. They never found the kidnapper who really took his son. I really like Minority Report and not, not too many people talk about that movie. But yeah. Would you support pre-crime? Would I support pre-crime? Oh, my God. What a hard question. I no, would. because it would be easily corruptible. What if what if it was not corruptible? 
how is it not going to be corruptible what if, if, if done by humans? What did, what did Max von Sydow said? The system you know is some, perfect. You know, some politicians going to be like, oh, man, it was a pre-crime. What, you know what, what if it was totally legit, Jason? Come on, man. <sighs> it's hard for me to You live in me. L.A. I'm so sick of these crime stories. Come That's on. That's true. I would be down. I'd be down. You but support I, pre-crime. I, I would be hesitant to support pre-crime, but, you, you know. I mean, after you do the research and then you find out, oh, it's legit. Yeah, after I find out it's legit. If I really trust. Like, like the vaccine. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to take the vaccine. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's in it. Well, you know, who's running pre-crime? Who's running it? You know, that's, that's Who's the running question. it? The three precogs. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, vet those precogs. We got to take them back from that cabin that we last saw. <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay, one last movie. One last movie. <laughs> no, no, there's more. Come on. One last There's one. so many. Keep going. Charlie's Angels. What the? What? <laughs> yeah, hear me out. Get out. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the first one. Not the original one. The one, one. that McG did? I'm telling you the one that has Sam Rockwell, Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz. Drew Barrymore. Oh I thought we were having a good time. And then you just said Charlie's Angels. Come on, man. Charlie's Angels. Why that one? I just. I thought you were going to say Fast and Furious. <laughs> I just love it. I don't know. I love that movie. That has a special place in my heart. Girl yeah. I, you know what? That's a good question. What's a movie? What's your guilty pleasure movie? For me, it's Charlie's Angels. I want to know why. I'm not. <laughs> you can't ask me anything right now. <laughs> I want to know why. It's really well made. It's it's a well it's a well made character the piece. First Charlie's Angels remake. That yeah, the first Charlie's remake. Angels remake with Crispin Glover as the oh yeah as the funny. villain. Everything about it felt like this. This it felt like a comic book, but it wasn't a comic book. Guilty pleasure movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry, I'm wasting time. No, it's um, ask me something else. If you were on a desert island, yeah, this doesn't even have to be your favorite movie or the best movie. But what movie do you think? If you only had this movie on a desert island, you had to rewatch it anytime you wanted to watch a movie, what would it be? The Mummy? The Mummy with Brandon Fraser. Yeah. Why not? All right. Matches the Solid. setting. Solid. Or in or The Last Crusade. What about you? What would you watch on a desert? Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <sighs> You're just hoping for those girls to parachute down and uh, take you. Of course I am. Man. Jason, I just want last thing. I mean, what are your what's your biggest goal next year, man? My biggest goal next year is to make a feature. I'm not even lying. That is my biggest goal. That's kind of quick. I love that. Yeah. Ambitious. Yeah. It's to, it's to, you're not talking about finishing writing a feature by the December 2023, right? You're talking about stepping on set day one uh, on your feature that you fucking wrote. Yes. Going into production. And are you going to hire me? Yeah, of course. Okay. Next year. I hope. That's a, uh, you know, you gotta, How you much have, money do you need? You have big aspirations. I don't know. Let me finish the script. I'll find out. How much money? Give me a ballpark. I don't know. 100K? No, 200k. Probably more. Yeah, probably more. Are you gonna Are you gonna sneak this uh little plan to Will Smith's ear? Uh no, probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> you could do it in passing, really. Yeah, I, I won't sneak it. I'll say it straight to his face. I think that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he knows everything. How to yeah, make yeah. a movie? He said something interesting on the, on a podcast. He said, "I find it really easy to make a hit movie. I find it really freaking hard to make a great film." Yeah, it's like that's so true. Because it's so it's so subjective, but people and yet you have to be universal about it, like and universal sells. And I think the more eyeballs are on something, the more yeah. likely it is to be a hit movie, right? Yeah. Hit movies aren't necessarily good. And no. have you seen Fast and Furious yeah. Nine? <laughs> but if they sell, they sell. We still need that. We still need to fill out cinemas, right? Like yeah. I still have a lot of respect for that. Like we need blockbusters. We need. We need number one box office hits, right? You're right. I don't. I don't mock those bad. I shouldn't say that. I don't mock those films like that anymore, like I used to, because 
you and I both know how freaking hard so it difficult. is to make a move to finish to even get there to right? even get a green light yeah selling your script is already like making a movie that's like miracle number one yeah miracle number two you have to go into production and like make it that's why recently i've just been you know i used to be really critical of films because yeah you know, yeah me too are, yeah you me know too. i used to be really critical I was like what was that piece of shit we just saw yeah i was like oh god damn but then you know then you're like in, oh they made it though something in me changed because like i just don't think it helps art to be a hater of other artists when it's not your taste. It's fine. It's just not yeah. my taste. I, I yeah, I, you're right. It's you just know not for I mean? me. It's just not for me. Yeah, and that's. But these people got to make it. It's like respect. Yeah, and I there's respect. And there. I didn't know that back when I was being like a critic, when I was being harsh on movies, I was projecting my taste on other people. Yeah, and I'm like, there's no need for that. I could just not like something quietly, and that's fine. Right, that's okay. <laughs> you can blog it in that anonymously. Yeah. You know, I can. Yeah, I can write a tip. But yeah. no, I, I honestly do think it is like a crazy, amazing feat. It's a high to make yeah, a movie. Big achievement. So big many feats for sure. So many people are trying to. So yeah. many things, not just people. Like whether it's just like you know going back to uh, emancipation, whether it's a storm or COVID, or like people quitting, executives yeah. changing hands. So many things are trying to end your dream. The fact that they finished the it. The fact that you finished it yeah. is it's a incredible, miracle. right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, hats and off. And you're just so. hoping any movie that you actually finish is going to be good. Yeah. And if it if it sucks, it sucks. I mean, make another one. You know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, look at M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he's... he's We're not going to mention it, the titles yeah. that you're yeah. referring to, but um, I mean, hey, God bless him. I mean, God he's, bless he's him. Still, he's, someone's giving him money to make movies, so... Yeah, um, yeah but that's my dream, It's is being able to get there. Even if it fails, getting to day one... Hey, at least apart. you did it. At least I did it. Mad respect. Yeah. You know how many fucking people here want to be directors and they don't do anything? You have to try, man. You know you how many writers try. there are here that don't finish a script? It's tough. It really is tough. Like, I wonder... I'm asking you a real question. Do you know how many? How many? How many? How many? It's gotta be I'm high. asking you, how many? Uh, a handful, hundreds. Uh, I know, I, that is a good point because look, I, I really want to talk to other, and maybe through your podcast, you'll be able to find the answer to this question for me is, do other artists feel the same... St- type of mental strain that I think telling a, a story in screenplay or movie format feels like sometimes the pressure that we put on ourselves. Do painters feel that? Do dancers feel that? Right? Do poets I, feel that? I hope so. I hope so too. I but hope, in a healthy way. Yeah. And I think because of the nature of this industry and also this new day and age of social media and comparing yourself to others, it's really hard, man, to like finish a script because you feel like, what's the point? Right, like somebody beat me to it. Somebody has a better idea than me. I'll never oh. get the money to do it. There's so many constricting thoughts that come into the field that we've chosen as an art form that I feel like is is not quite the same for like let's say somebody who just wants to be I don't know like a cellist or uh, you know just a, a a figure skater. Like not to say that their art isn't hard. I'm just wondering if there's as much hesitation as there is in their art forms as I think it exists with the art form that we've chosen. Mm. There's so much hesitation and I'm just talking from experience. Like, why is that? I want to get past fear. that fear. Yeah. Man. Exactly. It's the most powerful emotion. Yep. Wow. Next year, you're going to make a feature very ambitious. I, I hope so. Or, or I hope to be just on the track, like on, on the road to doing that. No, 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 no. 
You're going to step I'm, on day I'm gonna one. I'm going to step on day one. You're right. I'm yeah. going to step on day one. I, I don't know how you're going to work that out with your day job because you have to schedule it very carefully. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Maybe you should just shoot on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Some people do that. Yeah. Um, Chris Nolan started that way. Yeah. You could do the same. Okay. Send me your thing. I want to see it. My thing? What, what are we talking about? Your vampire Be movie. careful. Send me your thing. Oh, my film. Your film and your thing. <sighs> this day and age. Send me your OnlyFans. Hackers, man. <laughs> this is how Black Mirror starts. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Jason, I, you must be starving. Thank you so much for coming in. I've been on set with you a few times. And like I said, I didn't get to finish my compliment for you. It's like you're a very concentrated director. You know what you want. You don't hesitate. You don't ask questions. You answer them. And you move well because you know what you want. And um, I can't imagine how surreal it is every time to be in the same room with Will Smith. I shot him for a few days that I can't really talk about. But it's been incredibly surreal. And I hope this feature, whichever script you're going to do, actually goes into production. And it's not so bad to do a fundraiser. Just saying. Just saying. It's okay. I appreciate okay. that. Okay. Thank you so much, well, brother. Thanks for coming, man. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Peace out. Bye.